Let's talk live with your host, Gavin Salpeck. Okay, everybody, before we start this podcast, I'm just going to let everybody know I'm excited to announce that my old man, Bruce Salpeck, is going to be on the show today. He is the president of Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants. We're going to be talking about hunting and strictly about Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants and what it's all about. Hopefully, everybody will enjoy it. Uh, it's going to be a great, great podcast. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. There's no filters, a lot of laughs. And we'll be going down a little bit of memory lane, how he got started compared to what he is now. Hopefully, everybody enjoys the show. Take care. Listen live. RSK Entertainment is your one-stop entertainment shop. RSK Entertainment has been taking care of business for the last 10 years with a lot of experience. For a free quote, email RSK Entertainment. 2018 at gmail.com once again for all your entertainment needs rsk entertainment is the place to be you can find them on facebook at rsk entertainment and the email for a free quote is rsk entertainment 2018 at gmail.com then bruce salpeck president of big daddy's big game attractants Let's all join in this. Give them a round of applause for coming on the show. Welcome, Bruce. Thank you. Okay, uh, on today's podcast, like I said to everybody that's listening, there's going to be no filter between me and my old man. There's going to be lots of swearing. There's going to be uh, lots of last couple trips down memory lane. Um, let's get down Mark, to business, go shall we? Uh, maybe, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Depending on, depending on time and... Which memory you want to go down first? <laughs> All right. You do that. Okay. Uh, before we get into the the whole uh, podcast, I just wanted to give it a shout out to one of our sponsors. Um, RSK Entertainment is your one-stop shop uh, for all your entertainment needs. RSK has been taking care of business for the last 10 years from beginning to end. For your free quote, email at rskentertainment2018 at gmail.com. That is rskentertainment at 2018 at gmail.com. All righty, let's get down to business, shall we? Okay. Okay. First question, I got a bunch of notes here. Um, First question I want to ask you is, how did you officially get started with Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants? Talk me through it. Talk me, talk me through the whole, um, the whole spiel on how you got into it, why you got into it, and the timeline period leading up to where you are now. Uh, uh, back in probably 2001, I started uh, archery hunting, with, and then I got into bears. So I started making my own bait, and obviously trial and error. And uh, one day I just went bear hunting and made my own batch of bear bait and put it up on a five-gallon pail and figured, okay, the bears will come in and it started working. But my pails would fucking disappear. And I thought some asshole was coming in and stealing them. <laughs> but, uh, but apparently it was an asshole. It was just a bear stealing my pails. So 
I thought, well, I got to try something different. So I went to the barrels. Obviously, I was it was new, something new for me for the, the bear hunting aspect. So I went to barrels and then I thought, no, all this work, you know, popping popcorn and getting this and getting that. And so I did a little bit of research and some uh, scientific uh, experiments, so to say. And I found a good batch, started off with uh, the bear crack. That worked great. And yes, it's called bear crack because uh, the bears just go nuts over it. And then that started working that year. I got my first bear ever. And then uh, it went on for a couple of years. I started adding more, more of my uh, more mixtures that I made, like the bear liquor. And that started working. So every year I've gotten a bear after that. And then uh, 2006, all that shit, I should start a business. People should buy this shit off me. And it started to work. And uh, track. It's a 50-pound bag. And then we've got bear liquor. Yeah, uh, the bears go nuts over it. It's a jug. We've got we got we got insane scent, which is a one liter jug, and the bears love it. You can smell that crap for a mile away. Yeah, yeah. Then we got uh, bear butter, which is uh, awesome, which comes in a two liter pail. And then we've got uh, a new product we just came out last year. It's called Sticky Bear. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's worse than, uh, it's, it's good. It works, but it's really sticky and it gets all over you. So you got to use that with caution. Okay. Um, don't mean to cut you off, but you're talking about, you got your first bear. How big was your bear in weight and height? When I first shot it, I thought it was like a thousand pounds, but in actuality it's probably about 200 pounds. Now, what were your... No, no. What were your thoughts? Of, I I didn't mean to cut you off, but what were your thoughts when you finally got your bear and you actually got down right beside it? What were you? What was the adrenaline? What were you feeling? The emotions, everything else going through you at that point in time. Oh, it's just a a wow factor that I can uh, take something and uh, you know kill it. But it's not all about the killing. It's about uh, putting food on the table. Um, the, the aspects of being out in nature, sitting in a tree stand. And uh, trust me, if I, I've had days where I've been out in the tree stand and haven't shot nothing, but it's still been a good day, you know? So, uh, yeah, my adrenaline was built up. Now, I've been doing it for so many years. If I shoot a bear, my adrenaline doesn't, it doesn't get pumped up, probably for about five, ten minutes. But then after that, it's like, damn, I'm good. I got that bear. <laughs> And when, when you hunt when you hunt deer or or, uh, or moose, totally different adrenaline rush, totally different. So, all right, um, what really compelled you to even start um, making this this bear bait stuff? Even getting into the hunt industry with your your bear bait and the bear bait crack and the bear bait liquor, as you were stating earlier, what made you? What brought you to that idea did you just wake up one morning or were you thinking about it over months or days or years over a period of time when you got into it or did you just wake up and say fuck it i'm just gonna make this and see what happens exactly it's just uh you sit up in the tree stand and you sit there and you like i said you come up with all these different concoctions right so you've got like popcorn and you know i've tried everything popcorn and and fry grease and and kool-aid mix it all up throw it out there the bears will eat it Raccoons will eat it. Squirrels will eat it. It's like, no, I want to have something just directly for bears. 
<clears throat> and, uh, you know, miss hit and miss, you know, you use the, the little tiny marshmallows, um, a whole bunch of mixture, dog food and grease, uh, anything you can think of donuts, stuff like that. I just wanted, and then sitting up in the tree stand thinking, you know, my stuff that I just made works. The bears are coming in. I've given it to friends. They're getting bears. Why not sell this shit? You know, I'm not a rich man, but it makes a little bit of money. Nothing major, um, nothing to live off of, but, uh, it's just to show, you know, all the other hunters, look, do you want success? Use my bait. And, uh, and I've done pretty good. Um, we are well known around Ontario and, uh, in Newfoundland and Quebec and all that. So people know about our products. That's good. That's uh, that's impressive because I remember when you first were starting it, uh, you had that one room in the house when I was still living with you guys, and it was just littered with fucking maps of Ontario, maps of Perry Sound, and just just papers all over the place. And I remember you spending up for hours on end just trying to figure out what you could do, where you could go, and you're mapping out the mileages. You're looking at Crown Lane, where you can put it, and all this other stuff. Um, why is Big Daddy's Big Game Attraction so important to the big game hunting scene now? What's so important about it than any other big game attractions that are out there today? Well, a lot of the products out there today, I'm not going to say a lot, but 90% of them are chemicals. Um, and, uh, how do I say it? Like, uh, out of date food like these trail mixes and all that that's fine and dandy these guys got businesses out there that are doing it that's fine and dandy but my stuff it's 100 natural it's it's uh it's mineral and plant-based products so there's no chemicals nothing to harm these these bears which i know it's like a catch-22 but you're out to hunt them but when you got a mom with three cubs or two cubs coming in to sit and watch them it's better than watching the three stooges on tv um, it is it is it's enjoyable to watch them but you know when they eat my stuff um it's healthy for them and all they're gonna do is get fat right yeah so and all yeah. these other stuff you know it's all chemicals and well let's try this let's try that and it works sure their products work but is it healthy for for the wildlife you know is it healthy for the bears like it's just like dogs bears cannot eat chocolate um You'll kill them. Um, Out-of-date food, people think, well, I'm going to shoot the bear anyways. Yeah, what about cubs and, and a bear and a mom? Like, you're just, if you feed them out-of-date, like, food and and, and uh, other stuff and, and give them chocolate, you're just, you're, how do I say it? There's no end to it. You're just going to kill off the, the bears, and people don't realize that. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, what's the difference between... How can you tell the difference between, um, say, a year-old bear to, say, like a five- or ten-year-old bear? How can you really tell the difference for somebody that's just getting into the bear hunting aspects? Well, a one-year-old bear will be very small. He'll probably be about 100, maybe 150 pounds, depending on the, on the environment, on his food source, um, if there's berries around what his mother taught him. Um, and sometimes a one-year-old bear might still be with his mother. And about that time, she'd probably kick him out of the den so she can mate with another bear. Um, and small bears, they got big ears, like Mickey Mouse ears. That's how I explain it. 
And then when you got a five, five to ten year old bear, you rarely see a ten year old bear. He's going to be like a fat bastard, and he's going to have the smallest ears, and they're going to be wider apart. So, it's just there's so many uh, variables about looking at a bear and how to judge a bear, and it's hard to judge a bear. Like I said, my first bear, I thought he was a thousand pounds, but actually, actually, he was like two hundred pounds or less. Okay, now how can you tell if they're male or female? Like, is there a difference you can tell? Because I know, I know certain certain animals, obviously, like deer. So you got the does, you got the bucks. And like the turkeys, you got the toms, and you got the females, and you can tell the toms by, by the beards and shit. And even like with other animals, like lions and, and and all that other shit. How can you tell the difference between a male bear and a female bear? How can you tell the difference? Well, number one, a female bear will have cubs, obviously. Um, a male bear um, won't be traveling with cubs. He'll probably eat the cubs, if anything. Um, a female bear. Um, I don't know. God's had his way of, I don't know how to look at it, but a male bear, his front legs will be more rounded. And, you know, after years and years and years of looking at bears, this is the judge. This is how I judge a bear. Knowing if it's a male or female, his front legs will be more rounded and a female bears will be more straight. That's how I see it. Other people have different opinions, but that's how I see it. And the sole reason for that is, it's like I said, God's way of, okay, a male bear, when he has to mate with a female, that's why his legs are rounded in the front so he can, you know, mount her and put his arms around her and show her some loving. <laughs> so, that's how I see it. All right. Okay. Okay. Because me personally, I didn't know if, if I could tell the difference between a, a, a bear, a male bear and a female bear. Minus if she had cubs. Obviously, if she had cubs, you know she should be a, a mama bear. But minus the, the cubs, I wouldn't be able to tell you even, even to tell a difference. Um, now, with that all said, uh, when people start to own business, say, for example, like yours, um, especially in the hunting industry, what are some common myths about hunting as in why are there not a lot of people doing it? And why is there myths of people saying it's such a brutal way of doing things that's not right? We we don't need to hunt. We have grocery stores that already provide us with food. Why are we hunting? And I keep telling people, and I think knowing you, it's gonna you're going to be saying the exact same thing. And I tell a lot of people, hopefully, what you're going to say, and I think you are, and it's just – is to put food on the table, and it's also to keep things in balance. Correct? What's your That's take correct. on that? You want you want balance. Like a lot of people say, oh, buy it in grocery stores, buy your chicken, buy your pork, buy your beef. Um, in reality, if people really seen how they breed the chickens, like they they graze the chickens and the pigs and all that, people wouldn't eat that kind of food. Um, obviously, society now has looked more into that but you know what people got to make a living too right so there's uh chicken farmers um uh pig farmers you know everybody loves bacon and then uh chicken swiss chalet all that stuff like i'm not going to get into it but they're not in their natural form when you've got a bear or a moose or a deer or a turkey and all that they're in their natural form um there's no antibiotics they're grain fed and all that stuff. So when it comes to putting, going out hunting, you got to realize, and a lot of people don't realize this, 
when people go out into the bush and hunt and fish and enjoy the wildlife, it's because us hunters pour money into the government to make sure the people that don't hunt and everything else, they can enjoy the wildlife. Now, yeah, to balance out the bears and the deer and the moose and all that, sure, that's what we do. Um, it, it balances, you know, if you have too many, uh, too many deer, um, you're looking at CWD, which is chronic wasting disease, um, bears. If nobody hunts bears anymore, people are going to be calling because the bears attack their kid or their dog or, or are at their front door and it balances it all out. Like it's, it's hard, it's hard to explain, but you know, there's limits. You're only allowed to kill one bear. Sometimes certain areas have surplus tags um even surplus deer tags you can shoot one or two deer but depending on how many tags you have and it, the government does a the, the ministry of natural resources does a very good job on educating and balancing out and knowing their quotas what you're allowed to take per year per capita which is me like which all of ontario how many deers are allowed to be taken and they have an, a guesstimate of how many deer are out there so just in Ontario, um, last year was really crappy because we had a, a, a late spring and an early fall. So the bear quota is probably low this year than it was five years ago. But in reality, in two years from now, because we had a great year this year, there's going to be more bears next year. And there's going to be more bears out there, and it's going to have to be balanced out. That's all. And and that's what I try to try to explain to a lot of people, um, like just it perfectly like what you said, and which is great because me and you obviously think alike. Obviously, um, I even tell people just like what you said, people hunt just to balance out everything. Even if you look at wolves, and I like you show me a lot of things about wolves, and I love wolves now because of you. And I did a little bit of research on wolves a couple of years ago, and they're saying that. Yellowstone Park was in a mess because they didn't have any wolves. They reintroduced the wolves into that environment, into that ecosystem. And they said that the wolves remade the rivers. They balanced everything out because there's overpopulated with moose and deer and all that other shit. So just like what you said and like what I'm saying, hunting isn't just, it's, it's not a sport. It's just to enjoy the outdoors, enjoy the wildlife. Even though I'm not a hunter, I would love to come out and just enjoy and get some fresh air, not by working, but just to sit there and enjoy it. Even if I don't even shoot anything or I'm just watching, it would be fucking amazing just to just sit there and watch and just watch nature take its course and do its thing. Yeah. It, you know what? Um, with the wolves and introduction to Yellowstone Park, they were from Canada, those wolves that they brought in there and everything else. And the reason why I have a passion for wolves is their family structure. Um, you've got the alpha male, alpha female, and they're all a pack. And they're, you know, they keep in line. They're family oriented. Now, people from society and have taught people wolves are bad because of Little Red Riding Hood and all this other crap. It's not true. If you look back in the, in, and do the research, over the last 100 years, there might have been maybe, um, I'm just saying this off the top of my head, maybe in 100 years, maybe 10, 15, maybe 20, I don't know the percentage, of wolf attacks. Now, if you look at coyote attacks, there's like 
times that by 100. Um, wolves are like the dolphins of the ocean. If there's danger around, they will, they will protect you, and people don't realize that. Um, and, if it, and if a wolf ever does attack, there's something wrong with the wolf. It's either starving or it's sick. There's, you know, that's how I am with wolves. Um, I have a great respect for wolves. I will never shoot a wolf um, unless I'm being attacked, but that's the only thing. Um, what was the other question? Sorry. Um, the other question was, is like, I tried to explain to a lot of people, like I said, about hunting is, it's not a sport. It, it's just to sit there and to enjoy the nature. Now, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's a sport or do you think it's just, um, not a time well kept, but, um, something to be earned kind of say. I'm, oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look for the word. I don't think it's a sport, really. I don't think it's really a sport. It's not a sport. No, it's, it's definitely not a sport. It's more of a, a heritage. Um, everybody's done it. My grandfather's done it. My great-grandfather's done it. Um, my dad was never a hunter. He was an animal lover, which I understand. Um, but he loved to fish. But, uh, yeah, hunting is not a sport. It's, um, it's not even a hobby. It's a way of life. Um, like, I could sit in a tree stand and not see nothing all day. But you know what? When you're sitting there and you've got a squirrel in the next tree chirping at you or a chipmunk. Or... <laughs> no, seriously. I know, I know. Jays, I, I know. You see blue jays land like three feet in front of you. Um, I'm, an, I'm a big, big, big archery hunter. I have no guns and I, I have nothing against guns. It's just it's not my way of hunting. I love archery. And uh, I've had birds land right on my arrow. Like as I'm sitting there in the tree stand, um, just to watch nature unfold, especially first thing in the morning, watching, you know, it's like us. We all go to work, you know, we drive down the highways, we're in traffic jams and all this. And just to sit there and watch nature, you know, the sun come up, the birds flying around, they've got a job to do. They have to live. They got to eat. So they're flying around. Then you've got uh, um, squirrels getting up, looking for their nuts and all this other stuff. So it's just basically that, you know, um, like I said, a good day out in the tree stand is better than a day at work. All right. All right. Yeah. that. Yeah. I agree with that one. Um, now my next question is, is when you started your, your business, your big game attractants, um, what was your thought going through your head? Did you think it was going to be, like success as what it is now, or did you think you're going? It was going to fail because I know a lot of people when they first start their business um, or companies or whatever, they some people fail. And what is the one key reason why some people um, fall short of their success? Like me, I started this podcast in April, and I only did like two or three in the beginning, but then I stopped because I didn't know what to really talk about. I did a lot of research. And everything else, like every day, but I really wasn't getting into the mood. And with me, with work, it's just too much of a hassle. And then just one day, I I just stopped making it like a chore. I wanted to make it like a hobby. I wanted it to be fun. When you started your business, and you see that people start their business and they start to fail, what are the key reasons why people are failing? And they come up short compared to where, like I said in the beginning, your business has succeeded. Did you ever think you were ever going to come up short or fail? When you first started it? 
Oh, you, you think about that every day about failing. Um, when I started this business, it was basically just to help the other hunters. It wasn't about getting rich. And again, I'm not rich. I don't make tons of money off this. Um, it's just helping out other hunters, you know, succeed in getting their game. Um, you know, yeah, you have your ups and downs in a business. Everybody will tell you that, you know. Some days you don't sell nothing, and some days you you like, holy shit, I can't keep up. And then uh, it's like, fuck, what do I do? What do I do, you know? And then you've got all this overhead, and it's like, okay, it's not selling. And then next thing you know, it's like, holy shit, I don't have enough overhead to cover all this. Well, now you got to work double time. You know, this this business of uh, Big Daddy's Big Game Attracted, I like to tell people it's it's a part-time business with full-time hours, right? So um, I don't know where the saying came from. I can't know offhand. But to quit your business, you know, to be not to be successful, um, well, to be successful, but um, the quote was, don't quit because you don't know how close you were to success. That's why I don't quit. Sure, we've had our ups and downs. I've had some springtime, no sales at all. And then the fall, it's like, holy shit, can we, can we keep up? You know, and then the next spring is, okay, yeah, we're loaded here. We've got our, our, our shelves stocked. And two weeks later, our shelves are empty. It's like, okay, we got to start building. It's a, it's a daily process. And no business, unless you're backed by millions and millions of dollars, um, you have your ups and downs. Yeah, and 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 that goes with like like you said that you have your ups and downs and and whatnot. Um, I did a podcast about Gary Vee a little while ago, and he even said the exact same thing about getting out there. It's not even about uh, the resources you get or anything like that. It, and you and you quoted it first. Um, where you need to not go out there and hustle, but you have 24 hours in in the day, obviously. You're eight hours, you're spending at work or however long. And then you come home for two hours, you have your dinner, yada, yada. But then most of the time, we, what are we all doing? We're sitting in front of the TV, fucking snacking out and eating. Where I remember when I was growing up and watching you do all this, you were actually on the computer. You're looking at books. You're looking at maps. You're doing your side hustle in the very beginning to get this up and going. Right. So that I, I, I'm very excited to see in the early beginning when he first started this in 2001 compared to what it is now. And I think a lot of people give up within the first couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And they don't realize they don't look back and how far they come. They're looking at how far they they're not even at the end yet on where they want to be. They keep looking back. Oh fuck. I've gone too like, I haven't gone too far. I've gone too far, but nothing's really going on yet. So do I just give up or do I just keep plugging away? And like looking at you and your business, you might as well just keep fucking plugging away and you don't know when success is going to happen. Right. That's right. You just, you know what? You got to keep going. You can't just, you know, if, if you don't have a vision, if you don't have an outlook on what you, where you want to be, when you want, you know, when and where, you, you know, you just give it up and say, screw it. You know, like I've done this since like 2006, busting my ass. And uh, obviously, like I've had a lot of help in the last two years um, that it's gotten to where it's gotten from like my girlfriend, Michelle, and, and a good friend of mine, Rob Jackson. Well, I call him the Pitbull Jackson because if you call him, 
you want to buy something? He ain't letting go until you buy it. So um, <laughs> with these two people, it wouldn't be where it is now. Like I'm just, I'm saying now because we've lost a lot of hunting time to help out other hunters, you know, with our products. Um, you know, now we're focusing more on us and, like, like I said, the last two years, it's it's gotten better. We're well-known. People know about us and uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, to give up, nah, not right now. You know, I'm, I'm slowing down because people know about us. I don't have to push it as hard as what I did when I first started to get the name out there and people to know for us, right? So we've done relatively pretty good of being known, Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants, and uh, – you know, it's, it's been an adventure and I hope it, I hope it gets better, but right now I'm pretty content right where it is. Okay. Now you're talking about uh, your girlfriend, Michelle, and your partner, Rob Jackson, Robert Jackson. Um, what was the support and resources that you had available to you in the very beginning compared to what you have now? What, what were the variables back then compared to now, if you looked at it on paper? If you put it on paper back then compared to now, what were the the support and resources you had if you compared them? Well, number one, I've got Michelle pushing me saying, yeah, 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 we should do this, we should do it. And then giving me ideas where before it was I was doing it all on my own, trying to figure stuff out. How do I do this? How do I do that? And Rob Jackson's got background in, in sales and stuff like that. And back then everything was on paper. Social media wasn't a big thing back then, unlike it is now. Um, you know, we don't advertise on TV. We don't advertise on the radio. It's all social media. So, so social media played a big part, and uh, that's where it's gone from there. Back when I started, it was write it down on paper, put your cards out, go door to door to the, to the smaller uh, mom and pop hunting stores and stuff like that. Try to get your name out. You know, try to get your logo, try to get stuff going, right? So everything that I started, I didn't start it off with a bank loan to start my business. I didn't start off with borrowing money from family or friends. All this was out of pocket. I get paid, I take a little bit out, build more product. Get paid again, a little bit more product. You know, it just builds and builds and builds. So now whatever we make, it just rolls back into the business, right? Yeah, and that's and that's and that's the thing too. Like you've always told me that if if you're gonna make your own business and start your own business, make sure you put enough money into it so that when you get the product, when you get the money back from the product, that money is going mostly back into the business. But you're making a little bit for yourself, and I can see that you're doing a lot of that, where you're putting a lot of money into your business, pushing it out there, and you're getting a little bit back. But it's also you're you're getting in the green where you're not in the red. You're staying above the red, just hovering, but you're still making your product and pushing yourself out there. And I remember when and I remember we're, when we're, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you say I'm in the green, what bank account are you looking at? I'm gonna tell you right now, we're on the fence there. That's what I mean. Uh, you're you're kinda you're kinda hovering, between, hovering. You, you like you know between, what I mean? It's no no, it's between green and red. One week it'll be green. And then next day, it's like minus red. No, no, no. There's, <laughs> look at my bank account. No, no, it doesn't work that way. It's an, it, You know what? It's just an ongoing thing. You know what I mean? Um, I got the bait. It sits in the, it sits in the, in the shelves. Um, 
like it's at my access. If I, if I need to go hunting that weekend, I just go off the shelf, pick it, and I go hunting, right? I don't have to sit there and mix it and try to figure out how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. I know our products work. I grab it. I go. Yeah. Now, now with that said, when you take, like, your own product off the shelf, now do you have, like, a tally or a piece of paper saying, okay, I use this much at this time of year of my own mixture, my own bait. I got to go back and make a couple more buckets just to keep that product on the shelf. Is that what you do, or do you just leave it alone nope. and just and just say – bucket and it's just at my own disposal yada 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 at my own disposal and it's there if somebody calls up and says i need 200 jugs of liquor and all this stuff and i look at the shelves and there's only 50 there i go whoops this gotta fucking work now yeah right so it's just it's hit and miss it's it's uh it's what's there is there what's not well i gotta start working now this weekend right yeah start um, my next question is kind of like a personal question. Um, which hurdles did you uh, overcome personally to uh, that you personally faced to where you are now? And how did you? Sorry, I lost it. <laughs> okay, I'll say it again. Yeah, repeat the question. Okay, which hurdles did you personally face, and how did you overcome them in in the beginning and now? Like, like what were your personal? Um, hurdles that you faced starting your own uh big daddy's big game attractants uh business i would say word of mouth getting the stuff out there making proving that it works that was the first hurdle um and then you know the everything everything people go by society goes by appearance and about uh what draws you to that product when i first started off it was Big Daddy's Bear Bait Supplies and uh, Bear Bait Bear. That didn't really, something wasn't there. And then just recently, I, in the last couple of years, we changed the logo a bit. Um, I've had better response from, you know, people helping me out with resources and stuff like that. Compared to then and now, I look back and go, what the fuck was I thinking? And now I look <laughs> at the product. No, I look at our product and I look at our our. our our, uh, our logo and uh, our products now compared to then, it's like, that's what I was thinking. Now it's come to this. What I thought back then is where I wanted to be now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that also had to do with um, with you busting your ass. And, and you're also trying to come up with not like a catchphrase, but something that really, um, like a coworker always tells me, you want something that's like a showstopper where – People see it or exactly. they hear it and they stop in their fucking tracks and go, oh shit, that's yeah, that's yeah. it. That's right yeah. there. That's your showstopper. And I think that's it. And I remember when you first started you started out the big guys uh bear bait barrels and supplies. I'm like, ah, that's a little too long. But now you get into big daddy's big game attack, and it's like, okay, now we're like fucking legit here. This isn't no mama pop candy shop. This is fucking legit. We're serious about this. Right? Yeah, it's because um, we've expanded. You know, it's not just all about bear bait. We do also deer attractants. Um, we also have like a uh, uh, Canadian. Um, oh, what's it? Jesus. I got a brain fart right now. Canadian uh, deer dirt, sweet deer dirt. Um, we also have a, a, a spray, an apple spray <laughs> that's coming out. Um, 
you know, we're we're not limited just to bears. At first, yeah, it was all about bear hunting. But now it's like, okay, well, obviously you can't bait deer, um, which I've talked to the ministry. There's, you know, baiting deer is totally illegal. Yes. But you can attract deer. You can attract deer. Okay. And the yep. baiting of deer isn't policed enough. But I'm just saying, um, to me, I've attracted, and that's what it is. Okay. So our Canadian sweet deer group, it's probably one of the best on the market. It's just getting people to trust us that it works. And I've gotten a lot of compliments and people that believe that this stuff really works, you know, but you know, it's not just about bear bait. It's that's why I, I switched it from big daddy's bear bait barrels and supplies to big daddy's big game attractants, because now we're selling the deer attractants. You know? Yes. And, and, and none of this stuff, you know, there's no middleman. We don't buy this stuff off people and then package it. We buy it, we make it, and then we package it. Okay, everything we do, even the deer tractor, the deer spray, um, the cover scent, um, the bear bait, all that stuff, we make it in-house by hand. We package it, we label it, and we deliver it. So there's no middleman. We cut out everybody. That's what keeps you keep the cost lower. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, now my next question. Um, I recently, I recently was thinking about this one question, and was Big Daddy's Big Game Attractant something you always wanted to do, or did you just like like we we might have covered this? Um, did you just stumble across it? And are you very humble on where you are today with this company? And do you see yourself going up more, or are you happy where it is right now? Oh, how do I say it? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I would like to be like, um, um, you know, Steve Jobs, as in Bear Bait, <laughs> but, as in that stuff. But I'm comfortable right where it is. Like, I put a lot of time, effort, and money, not just myself, everybody else that's that supported me in this, um, put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, I'm okay right where it is. Like, you know what? I'm keeping a low profile right now because people know about our products. I have other competitors out there and I wish them luck. And you know what? I can see them doing it for so long and then it's, it's going to decline. Right. And then mine will pick up, you know, um, yep. am I humble where I am right now? Yeah. Yes. And no, you know, I, yeah, I'd rather see it being bigger and better, but, finance financially and all that stuff no we can't go bigger and better you know and you can't rush a good thing like rome wasn't built in a day right yes so you know and it's just having the right contacts and and sponsoring the right companies like the right uh, tv shows and stuff like that you know that's money out of my pocket and it's just getting the word of mouth out right it's sort of like it's uh it, it balances out you know it's uh free advertising but you're not giving out free advertising you know? yes yes so everybody's everybody's winning you're getting what you wanted they're getting what they wanted so it's, it's exactly everybody's it's a win-win situation exactly exactly so um i i also recently found out that you are in talks with the taylor brothers outdoors greg and uh michael taylor how did that come about because i remember you mentioning that to me a little while ago so how did that all work out that you guys are in well, talks 
I've I've always been in contact with Michael Taylor and Greg Taylor. Um, they used to be uh, well. Michael Taylor used to be with uh, Hitman Canada, Brotherhood of the Hunt, and that's now has uh, with uh, Stephen Jack the Shore. Um, that now that company has now dispersed uh, TV show. Um, like it was a great show, we sponsored them, and then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, Michael Taylor has gone out on his own, and uh, him and his brother Greg, two awesome guys, um, trustworthy, honest. Like you can't get two better hosts than these two guys. Um, you know, I've been in talks with Michael uh, a lot. You know, I've given him bear bait before. You know, just so he can use it. You know, he's a good friend, and uh, you know, we we have a we have a, a thing that with Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants, you buy so much, we deliver anywhere free in Ontario. Um, but recently, with the gas prices now, um, you can't get nothing for free. No, you know? no, exactly. So, but with Michael Taylor, his brother would come from wherever I think it was Burlington, Oakville, and drive here and pick it up right in my backyard. So, <laughs> Holy shit. you know, yeah. So you know what? Good, good bunch of guys. Um, yeah, we're in talks right now. Michael and uh, Greg Taylor now have a show on YouTube, and I'm pretty sure it's Carbon uh, Carbon TV. They're um, uh, Taylor Brothers Outdoors. Um, awesome show. They do a lot of bear hunting. Um, awesome footage. Michael Taylor does. Michael and Greg both do amazing editing, and uh, and they've done a, a little promo for me which was on Hitman Canada numerous times um, for Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants. If you go on Facebook, you can check it out, uh, Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants. You'll see the video up there where he interviewed me about my products and stuff like that. Um, yeah, just super nice guys. We're in talks right now, so uh, nothing is confirmed 100%, but uh, I'm going to say it's getting to be about 80 to 90%, and it looks good. So, um like I said, great bunch of guys. Watch the show. Um, like I said, they're honest, uh, caring. They got good hearts. They're good people. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you told me about it. I looked at a couple of their videos, and, and they seem like really genuine guys, and they're down to earth. So I think this is going to be a good uh, outcome for you if you get to be part of their pro staff and a part of their team. Yeah, um, yeah with- that's, that's, that's another thing. We're going to be sponsoring them, but on the, on the flip side there, um, hopefully we can come to agreement on being uh, pro staff for them too, which would include me and Robert Jackson and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so probably this time next year, hopefully we'll be on YouTube and, and Carbon TV and stuff like that and uh, help them out when they help us out and uh, put out a great show. Okay, now, we're, now you just said something. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but can you, like, I know what it means, but can you please explain to the people that are listening what um, being a pro staff member is and what it entails? Well, a pro staff is to, um, a pro staff, um, you go out, you hunt, you explain what you're doing, how you're doing it. So you're basically educating um, the public, um, the other hunters, you know, the new hunters and the old hunters, um, certain ideas, you know, opinions and stuff like that. And, uh, products that we use that we, uh, rely on, like all my bows, all my, all my arrows, broadheads, releases, stuff like that. You're basically helping out the other manufacturers and, and distributors and stuff like that. 
But you're also helping Greg and, and, and Mike and Greg Taylor further show, you know, and just like just like that, you know, you go out, you have a good time. You know, you can't take nothing serious. Yeah. Um, now, with that said, it's, it's, it's kind of like when I remember watching Fishing Canada or Bob Izumi fishing because, you know, you know me. Everybody knows me. I love fishing. Um, I want to get back into it. So it's just like when Bob Izumi and the guys in Fishing Canada would always talk to the camera and shoot the shit. And you get that little two-minute clip near the end or halfway through. He's showing you new techniques and shit like that. That's what a pro staff is, right? Correct? Exactly. Um, okay. Pete Bowman from Fishing Canada and uh, yes. his partner there, shit, I can't remember his name. Uh, hope he's doing well. I just heard he had a heart attack uh, last week. I think that's so, Angelo Violi or yes, something like that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So hopefully he's on the mend and uh, he's back, going to be back soon. So uh, hope he's doing well. But uh, but yeah, um, those guys, those guys are a great bunch of guys. I remember taking you to the sportsman show one time yes. and, you, and then two years later you go back there and these guys remembered you and it's like, Gavin, wow, you got big. And it's like, wow. You know? Um, yeah, yeah I exactly. Was... These guys do excellent at being, you know, they're obviously the host of the show and stuff like that. And, and they're out, you know, basically being a pro staff is out to educate, you know, it's not just educating about what we use and all this stuff. It's also educating about, the environment, uh, the wildlife, you know, and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, now, what have you learned so far about the business and creativity that you can share with others um, right now that are probably thinking about doing what you're doing or, or people that have already started, but they're not getting that, that kind of vibe or that success that you can kind of help them get that little niche going and then they can, be on their way. What kind of advice or that you have learned or creativity that you've learned over the years to where you are now? Well, number one, this is going to be my biggest advice to anybody who wants to start this business of uh, baiting or, or selling attractants. Don't do it because I don't need no more fucking competition. <laughs> um, but no, all honesty, all honesty, you have a dream, you have a plan. Always make sure you have a plan. Write out a business plan. Stick to that. You have goals. Stick to those goals. Um, don't sit there and go, well, I want to be a multimillionaire in, in five years. Ain't going to happen. I'm going to tell you that right now. Unless you have money backing you up, then yeah. But, uh, you, you know, um, just keep on it. Um, like I said, set your goals. You know, set your goals for six months. Where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be in two years? And then look back on that in two years and go, did you, did I achieve those goals? No. Then you got to, you know, rewind, figure out where you went wrong. Well, not where you went wrong, but where you um, mismanaged it and correct it. And then set another goal for six months, a year, two years, and then look back on that and see where you're at, you know? Yeah. So pretty I've much done, I've done that. I've done that plenty of times. This is my goal. I look back at six months. Okay, well, I'm a little behind, so I work a little harder. A year later, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm beyond that year. And then two years down the road, it's like, okay, I'm not where I want to be, but it's starting to progress, and it's starting to go there. Like I said, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, exactly. And so you want you you learn from your past mistakes. Um, yeah, exactly. yeah, and you know what? Just go on with it. You know, and the haters are going to hate. People are going to put you down. People are going to say this shit ain't going to work. Da da da. I've had people doing that. You know what? I don't talk to those people no more. You know, I've yeah. had a, I've had a competitor, and I'm not going to say his name. And I hope his business is doing good. Um, you know, he's downright had other people, his pro staff, cut us out, cut us down, um, saying our product is shit and all this other stuff. Um, but you know what? Good for him. If that's what he wants to do, if that's how he wants to run a business, you know, I guess his goal plan in five years was to ruin his own business. I don't know. I don't care. All I know is I focus on myself and God willing, later on in years, I can be successful and retire early. If not, oh, well, you know, so I'm not out to, to run down my competitors. You know, I hope they do well, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, and happy like uh, that you're willing to share your success to everybody out there, and and tell them, you know, pretty much stay on it, do do, do a business plan, and like, and I noticed you you do it a lot. I'm starting to do do it with this podcast, and I'm hoping everybody can take some information from this. That's starting out in hunting and doing the. Uh, big game attractants, hopefully they're not, but hopefully people that are, that are getting into this kind of industry, take your advice on that part and they do a business plan and they, and they're just smart about it, not being dumbasses about it. Uh, my next question is what's your workshop? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait for your next question. Okay. And I'm going <laughs> to tell people I have no business education. Okay. I'm a blue collar worker. I, I work, I can't say who I work for, but I work for the railroad and yeah, um, I have no business education. I've done all my research. I've read books, um, you know, business books. Read what you can just to get a basic idea. And then you will learn as you progress. And then, you know what? I watched a TV show called The Dragon's Den. You learn a lot. They educate a lot of people. And there's do's and don'ts you, you want to do on there, right? So educate yourself. Find your own resources, educate, educate, educate yourself, read, you know, um, do research, you know, write this shit down. Don't put it on a computer, write it down on paper. Cause you know what? A lot of us do this. We think of something that we want to say and it sounds good. But when we say it, you sound like a fucking idiot. Yes. You know, yes. You can, you can ask Michelle. I, I do that a lot, but uh, out of, out of respect, do that. Write it down and then read it out. And if it sounds good, stick with it. But if it sounds stupid, burn that piece of paper. You know yeah, and mean? yeah, do your research. <laughs> do your research. Do your research. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, and, and I've I, done and, that. Um, go ahead. And and and, I, and I've done that a lot with even doing um doing a a sponsorship from you you guys sponsoring me on this podcast and even with. Uh, you're, uh, we are. Scott's, We're sponsoring yeah. you on this shit. <laughs> what the fuck is this going to cost me now? Um, right, even, guys. even, even with the shop local purse from Kyle Scott and his RSK Entertainment, um, I've even had to write out a bunch of ways on how to say it, to properly say it, and I would record it on here, but then I'd do a test run and I wouldn't like it, so I had to you, 
delete it and then I rewrite it out. I'd go through about yeah, I, an yeah. hour just doing just doing a thirty <laughs> second spot. And it, and it's, it's not know. even and sometimes it's not even a thirty second spot. It's like a fifteen second spot. And I'll I'll even butcher the shit out of it. But then I don't like it and then yeah. I'll do the next one. And sometimes I'll just wing it because I've just been doing it for an hour and that one that I wing it and it sounds great and boom, it's fucking perfect and it's just like spot on and I'll keep that one. I know. You've told me that before. You sent me shit and I'm like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Yeah, that sounds okay. Yeah. But, you know, it's all up to you and what you think it should sound like and if it's, if you think it sounds good, then go for it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's like business plan and goals and all this. Don't expect you know, it's people expect to be millionaires in a year. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yes, you exactly. It's okay. like buying a lottery ticket. Sometimes your numbers come up. Sometimes your numbers don't. And in my luck, you know us. We get the South Pack curse. We'll never fuck <laughs> it. You know? Yeah. We buy lottery tickets. It's like the government's going to call us and say, yeah, you owe us money. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, my one, uh, one more question before we almost wrap this up and get into some some other questions. What's your workshop looking like now compared to what it did before? Okay, say that again. What's my... What's your workshop looking like now compared to what it did before when you first started to do the big game of tactics and you started to do the concoctions and everything else? What did it look like? Then compared to what it is now, like what's your workshop looking like now? Oh, back then it was a disaster because you know what? It looked like a scientific lab. You're pouring this and that and this and that and this and that. Now it's more organized, you know, and that's another thing about research and planning, you know, organize yourself to where you want to be and how you want to do it. Now we have a system when we, when we mix our, our products and stuff like that, there's a system. Okay. Put the labels on the jugs, pour the jugs, We've got certain uh, filters and and uh, and uh, funnels. Okay, this does this job. It makes the job go by so quicker. When before it was like, fuck, like it looked like a scientific lab. Smoke <laughs> going here, plastic <laughs> bottles burning, and it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Now it's so organized. Yeah. And again, with the help with the help of Michelle and Rob, we're so much organized then than what we were. I mean, now than what we were then. Yeah. So it just works out so much better now. And uh, when somebody says, oh, I need so much of this and so much of that, if I don't have it on the shelves, I'll have it done within 24 hours. And it's not a big process, you know. Okay, yeah, we're going to mix this. We're going to add this. We're going to add that. And just to let the, the, the viewers out there know, um, nothing is written down on paper. I have it all in my head. So uh, I know what, how much goes in what, and this goes in that. So... If anybody wants the recipe, they have to kidnap me, but I want to make sure they're rich and uh, they have lots of money. Or they got to be like the million dollar man and everybody's got a price. That's right. I've got a price. <laughs> Come and kidnap me as long as you're going to Cuba or Cancun. I'm good. I'll tell you everything. Now, what is the future of uh, the future outlook for Big Daddy's Big Game Attractions looking like now? Like, uh, I, I know in the beginning you were just doing it for not shits and giggles, but you're doing it like small time and just starting off. Now it is where it is. What's the future outlook for Big Daddy's Big Game Attractions? 
as of like right um, now, right this second. Right this second, I couldn't tell you. Like, I, like once again, I'm sitting back, watching my competitors, um, you know, go full tilt with their business, and which is good. Which I I applaud them, good for them, because I remember what it was like starting out. And some are doing good. Um, some I really don't care if they do good or not. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, one guy I know right now, he's doing really good. And, you know, like I said, God bless him. Hope it all works out for him. But, you know, you have your ups and downs. It's like a roller coaster. One or two, three years, business is going great. And then all of a sudden it drops. And then it goes up again. And then it drops, you know. Yeah. So, you know what? This year might not be our year. You know, it might be my competitor's year. Good for him. Pat him on the back. Good. Great for him. Next year, it might be ours, right? Yeah. Who knows? I can't tell you what the future is going to bring. All I know is my passion for hunting, my passion for this business, and we go from there. Okay. Okay. That, that's that's reasonable. That could be like everybody else's uh, outlook, too. You know, it's, the future's un unseeable right now, pretty much. But you're, right. you're, you're happy where it is. You're happy where, where you're sitting. And like you said, you're watching your competitors and see where they're going. Now, are you yeah. willing to still go full tilt on it all? Or are you just happy to be just relaxing? Like you said earlier in the in this podcast where you're okay, where in the springtime, okay, we're, we have all this attractant and we have all this shit, but then come the fall, it's like, all right, damn it, we, we're all out. We got now you got to hustle your ass and make a shit ton. Are, are you willing to still go full tilt with the company or are you just relax and just let the world go by and you just sit back and relax and watch everything happen? No, no. With any business, you go full tilt. You go 100% balls out. You go nuts. Um, you know, um, like I said, I've got competition. Um, you know, like I said, we have a name. We have a name brand. People know us. And uh, my competition right now is, is on top. And like I said, good for him. But, um, you know, people know us. And people, you know, it's like you go to a burger joint. You don't want to go to this one burger joint because you like this burger joint and you like the way it tastes and, and everything else. I have customers that are dedicated to me. I have VIP customers um, that come to me and are strictly will only buy bait from me. They won't buy it from anybody else because – our shit works. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. So going full tilt. Yeah. I go full tilt balls out with this business all the time. Me and Rob do all the time. We're, you know, you call it hustling. We don't call it hustling. We call it getting our name out there. And, you know, a lot of people know us. A lot of people know our, our name, our business, you know? So it's just, it's just that. Yeah. And I remember when, when I was on the road, traveling with work and everything else and I had to get your business cards and I would go to like a pizza joint just to get my dinner and my lunch for like the next day and I would be spending like 25 bucks on just a party pizza and I would ask guy, hey can I put these up he's like yeah go nuts or I'd walk into uh, any mom and pop shop hey I want to know if I can put this up it, it's for my dad's business blah, blah, blah. sure no problem it'd be in Gravenhurst, Huntsville, Perry Sound everywhere so yeah so yeah so it, it 
to me, that's called hustling. Other people say it's word of mouth or, or whatever else. Yeah. I guess it's just the generation and, and the wording itself. Um, what other profession, rather other than being a railroader, would you have liked to have been? <laughs> You're seriously asking me that fucking question? <laughs> I mean, even besides being um, being a hunter and just doing what you're doing besides being a railroader and a hunter and you be a hunter full time. What besides those two, those two professions, what would you rather it be? A porn star? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Life, life puts us on a path and you know, our parents, well, my parents said, this, you know, do what you do, do what you want to do. And this is what I've done. You know, life just sends you on that thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So you have a, you have a path to go or, you know what? I started this business. I made my own fucking path. And sometimes it's a rocky path. Sometimes it's smooth sailing. Sometimes it's downhill. Sometimes it's uphill. It's, you know, it's whatever. I got dealt these cards and this is what I've got. Right. So. And you know what? You go on every day just living. As long as I wake up and I'm on this side of the grass, I'm good to go. Perfect. Um, okay. Now we're getting close to the end of this podcast. Um, I hope so. It's 60 fucking minutes already. <laughs> um, I just have a couple more personal, like a, a couple more questions and then, uh, and then that'll be it. Um, what can you tell everybody that you are not very good at? Being a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> what am I not good at? Yeah. What's one thing that you're not very, very good at? Michelle tells me doing dishes and housework. I'm not good at. <laughs> I think that's every guy's fault is not doing dishes uh, no, or house cleaning. Seriously. Um, I don't know what I'm not good at. I'm like, I'm not a professional at anything, but um, I couldn't tell you. Honestly, couldn't tell you. Have you ever had anybody tell you that you couldn't do something, but you know you could, and well, and yeah. and did that ever drive you even more just to do it, just to prove them wrong? Oh, for sure, for sure. People, oh, you wouldn't be able to do that. And you just looked at him, snicker, and go, "Fuck you." Watch, Watch me. This, <laughs> Watch this. Bitch. Exactly, exactly, yeah. and that's what I tell a lot of people. Oh, I can't do it. Okay. Watch me. I want to fucking prove you wrong. I'm going to make you eat those words. And most no, of the time... Don't even make them eat those words. Nope. I just leave them in the trap. <laughs> no. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> most of the time, I make sure they eat the words, and then they go, oh, you can do it. Exactly. Now, here's here's the big question. Here's the, no. the biggest wow. question of them all. No, I have room? no for you. There's no inheritance for you. <laughs> room, house, or your truck? What do you clean first? Oh, my truck. <laughs> my truck. My truck. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. After I was. You were getting told. the evil eye. You were getting told yeah. by the evil eye in the other room. <laughs> yeah. Um, not my truck. It's her truck. I cleaned her truck first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> for legal reasons. For legal reasons. It's her truck. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, on a scale from one to ten, 
how fucking weird are you on a scale from one to ten? Yeah. <laughs> that says it all, just I'm like me. That says, that says on it all. One to ten, how fucking weird am I? Okay, I'm going to say a 12. A 12? <laughs> she says a 12. She said um, a 12. I wouldn't even say weird, just fucked. <laughs> um, okay, now what sounds or noises that you love and hate? What are, What's one sound that you love and hate? What's one noise you love and hate? Oh, one sound that I love. Okay, um, one sound I hate, train whistles. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Can't get away from it. Um, uh, one sound that I love is hearing my grandkids say Papa. All right. And uh, what's one noise that you, that you love? Because that's one sound. One noise would be like, I don't know, birds chirping and stuff like that. Um. I don't know. One sound I really love is the the fire detector going off because I know Michelle's dinner's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, one sound that I love. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. All right. Um, what is your favorite word? <laughs> Uh, Your favorite just word? Saying. Just saying. Just saying. That's it. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Just saying. You know, this fucking podcast is taking sixty-four minutes and thirty seconds. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Now we're coming up. We're, we're going to do the last two minutes here, and then uh, and then that'll be it for the podcast. Um, how can people connect with you after this podcast? Um, it, it's your floor. Say what you need to say. Do any plugs you would like to do. The floor is yours. All right. Uh, you can contact us through Facebook. Um, Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants. Uh, you can contact me or Rob Jackson through Facebook on Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, I don't think we got Instagram. I don't know. Um, what else is there? Shit, I don't know. You also have of... you also have the the email too as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. The email uh, bigdaddiesbga at yahoo.com. Um, contact us there. Um, on Facebook, our phone numbers are on there. Me or Robert Jackson or Michelle. Um, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. The sooner the quicker, less than two hours, you'll get you'll get we'll get back to touch with you. Um, our products are, are available now for the fall bear hunt and also deer attractant for uh, the fall. So give us a ring, contact us on Facebook or anything else like that. So and we're good. Okay, perfect. I uh, just wanted to say thank you for your time on coming on my show. I know I said earlier. It would be anywhere between half an hour to 60 minutes, but we're going a little bit longer because this is uh, a great podcast. You're my first guest on this podcast. Um, I hope everybody that's listening listening to it on the drive to work or home or listening at home, um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast. Hopefully there's going to be more coming with 
uh, with you um, later <clears throat> on in the year. Um, we'll catch up later on and probably come, I'd say, the fall, uh, see what happens with, with this hunt that's coming in in October. I remember you mentioning it. I'm going to be on board with it, so I'll be doing some filming. Maybe we'll do a podcast while we're up there. Who knows? I think we should. And have Rob Rob join us and have our mutual friend, Ahmed Balika, join us on that one. What do you think about that? Huh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, – trust me, that's going to be uh, your discretion advised big time. <laughs> but, uh, I just want to put a word out there for uh, – Everybody that's listening, Taylor Brother Outdoors. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Carbon TV. These guys are awesome guys. Uh, not just because I'm sponsoring them, that we're pro staff. These guys are going to start going places. Um, and like I said, we're going to join up with them in talks. And hopefully, it'll all be the best for everybody. But Michael and Greg Taylor, awesome, great guys. Good-hearted people and uh, honest. That's all I could say. So uh, I appreciate you uh, bringing me onto this podcast since nobody else wants to fucking do it with you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, 68.2 minutes of my life that I'll never get back. But Oh, uh, you'll get it back. You, you'll get it back okay. because you're going to be going to church anyway for a few hours, which, which that is we, correct, which we know it's not church, church, church for my dad. No. And for the rest of the hunters, it's called Bass Pro. And, That's right. And I kind of re- I get my Bible in the mail once a week or once every month. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I read my Bible on the shitter. And uh, yeah, and then I put an X what I want to get. So it's like a wish Christmas book. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're interrupting my church time. I have to get ready and go to church. Okay. With that said, I would like to say thank you again for coming on the show. Maybe next time you'll even get uh, Michelle to join us on the next podcast. She's shaking her head no fucking way. (laughs) All righty. Just wanted to say thank you, and I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Love you, and uh, thanks a lot. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. This podcast is being sponsored by Shop Local Perks, Hamilton's new loyalty program featuring exclusive mobile perks from local businesses in the Hamilton and surrounding areas. Visit shoplocalperks.com. Once again, that's triple W, shoplocalperks.com, Hamilton's new exciting loyalty program. Shop Local Perks.